Hello, and welcome to The Signal, Workplace NL's health and safety podcast. Workplace NL is the Workers' Compensation Board in Newfoundland and Labrador, Canada. The focus is to promote safe and healthy workplaces, provide return-to-work programs, and offer compensation to injured workers and their dependents. This series of podcasts will provide you with the latest information on how workplaces can protect the health and safety of workers. Please enjoy the show. What we put into our bodies as fuel directly impacts our energy levels throughout the workday. Eating a nutritious and well-balanced diet with healthy foods gives our bodies the energy we need to be productive, motivated, and better able to manage daily stressors. The best way to ensure that you're getting the nutrition your body needs is to plan your nutrition for the workday. That includes whole foods, fruits, vegetables, fermented foods, healthy fats, and protein. This may sound challenging for many of us because we all live busy lives, but we don't have to make big changes to our diets to see how healthy foods can help us manage our daily stress levels. I'm Deanne Feltham-Scott, Occupational Health and Safety Educational Consultant in Prevention Services at Workplace NL. Today I'm joined by Amanda Janes, Registered Holistic Nutritionist and owner of Concept Nutrition to discuss how fueling your body with healthy food can help you manage stress that you encounter on a daily basis. Let's just start off with the definition of stress and how stress affects your body, I guess your physical health as well as your mental health. Dan, stress is that mental tension or worry that we experience when we're facing a, dis- a difficult situation. You know, it's a normal response to challenges mm-hmm. that we face. Everyone goes through stress, but it affects everyone differently, Absolutely. physiologically and yeah. emotionally. Exactly. So stress can have a significant impact on your body. You know, it can range anywhere from a headache to, you know, in severe cases, even a panic attack. Uh-huh. But more often, uh, it's the mild and moderate stress that adds up and leaves us feeling run down. Absolutely. And stress is an issue for working Canadians. About 27% of workers say that they're under a high amount of stress every day. And as you just explained, stress really does affect our physical as well as our mental body. Yeah, like one of the places I see it in my practice a lot as a nutrition professional is in digestion. Right. Yeah, heartburn is really, really common and associated with stress, but uh, even like constipation, indigestion, uh, you know, and as a wellness professional, people talk to me about the trouble that they're having sleeping, mm-hmm. difficulty concentrating at work, mm-hmm. uh, and really the big one is at the end of the day, they just don't feel like they have enough Um, energy for what's required at home as well. What role does nutrition play in your ability to manage stress? Well, that's a really good question. When our body responds to stress, it it mounts a response. We hear it called the fight or flight Mm -hmm. response. And it takes nutrients in order to do that because your body is synthesizing chemicals like hormones and neurotransmitters, and you need building blocks. So nutrition is the building blocks of that hormonal response. And a lack of nutrients or even poor gut health, Deanne, can affect our mood, our concentration, and our response and perception mm-hmm. of stress stimuli. Yeah. So 
you need more nutrients during times of stress and your body has to make all those extra things that helps you deal with stress, but the right nutrients helps your body turn on and off the stress response because we want to be stressed in an appropriate amount that helps us deal with the situation. And sometimes if we don't have enough nutrients, that actually creates more stress for our body. So what are the nutrients that are the most important for us to be consuming or making sure that we're getting into our regular diet when we're going through those stressful periods? Because like you said, we all experience stress. We all experience stress differently. And stress is a part of life. It's the nutrients, I guess, that's going to really help us to build that good foundation for stress management. Right, absolutely. Nutrients not only help you deal with the stress because you need more at the time of stress, but they also help you increase your resilience mm-hmm. to stress because right. when we get become deficient, then we're more vulnerable or prone yeah. to the physiological and emotional effects of stress. So some of the things that you want to include in your diet, or first of all, the nutrients, uh, your body burns a lot of B vitamins, vitamin C, magnesium. Mm-hmm. Um, these are vitamins and minerals that you can get from brightly colored fruits and vegetables. You yeah. want to include as many fruits and veggies as you can, but your body also needs a lot of um, good lean quality protein and a lot of healthy fat. And most of us don't get enough healthy fat. So by including things like fish, nuts, seeds, yogurt, eggs, these are good quality sources of uh, protein that your body can take Mm -hmm. and synthesize those hormones that it needs to deal with the fight or flight response. I'd even recommend a square or two of dark chocolate because (laughs) research shows that uh, it contains antioxidants that lower our cortisol levels. Right. So, But the key is to include it in moderation and with other things that have supportive nutrients as well. One of the common statements that you hear is, I don't have time to do all this meal prep. I'm busy. Do you have any tips for busy people? Yeah, absolutely. You know, it's those times when we're going through our busiest where our focus isn't necessarily on ourselves, right? Mm -hmm. And we tend to take nutritional shortcuts, and that might be more takeout or hitting the drive-through at lunch or maybe even skipping breakfast, right? And those are dietary patterns that kind of take us away from a nutritionally balanced diet and will make us more vulnerable to stress or make our experience of stress worse. People can focus to help prepare themselves is just in having a little bit of a plan. And I'm not talking about a big five-day meal plan or even a three-day meal plan. Just at night when you close your eyes, having a plan for tomorrow, because one day, Deanne, Mm -hmm. is all you need. A plan for one day is all you need to stay on track. And then having some basic meal prep done. And it doesn't have, again, people think about meal prep and they think about a big Sunday cook. It doesn't have to look like that. Um, Just taking some quick cheats, if you will, like buying some pre-cut veggies at the grocery store, the bag salads, or maybe a pre-made salad. Um, And there's also lots of pre-made meals at the grocery store. Yeah. But in those times of acute stress, it sure is better than hitting the drive-thru or skipping a meal altogether. I find what I've started doing is buying like one prepared salad with my lettuce. Then I can wash, cut up my lettuce 
throw that in a bowl and then throw that prepared salad in a bowl. It is uh, a huge time saver when you're in a pinch for sure. Absolutely. Yeah. And you know, being able to have that plan so you can stay away from some of the foods that compound stress, right? Because good nutrition is not only about including the foods that support your body, but it's also about limiting the foods that really additionally stress your body. Yes. So sugar is a really, really good example because sugar takes more nutrients to metabolize than other foods. And of course, the foods high in sugar aren't necessarily high in the nutrients that your body needs to metabolize it. So that's a good way to get into deficit. It picks you up in the moment, but it's not helpful day over day. Same thing with inflammatory fats through takeout and and deep fried foods and that kind of thing. Like those are very inflammatory in your body and will make your experience of stress worse because they're burdensome. They increase Mm -hmm. the load on your body of what your body needs to do and it's already short on resources yeah right yeah and finally kind of to that point alcohol is another really good example Mm -hmm. it relaxes us in the moment Mm -hmm. but as a coping strategy it ends up burdening your body rather than supporting it so having that plan and planning to nourish yourself well during times of stress to everyone's ability right i mean there's always some days you're just going to have to skip the dishes and that's fine When you were talking about being planned for your meals, making sure that you don't skip breakfast, got me thinking, a lot of people do skip breakfast. So how does this lack of nutrition in the morning and skipping breakfast, how does that set you up maybe for failure for the rest of the day? Sure. Your breakfast, our grandmothers used to say, is the most important meal Mm -hmm. of the day. And from the standpoint of having energy on demand, you need to eat in order to have the energy. Appetites aren't always best in the morning. We're often running tight on time in the morning. So it's easy to forget about eating. But really, if you don't give your body that nutrition early in the day, it's gonna lead you to more cravings and then eating probably things that you shouldn't or things that are higher in sugar that'll give you that quick pick-me-up, but it's not necessarily gonna sustain you. Uh, And when people graze throughout their day, they're not necessarily getting everything they need. They're just filling the hole so they don't feel the discomfort of hunger, but they're not properly nourishing themselves. So having some good high-protein breakfasts are really helpful when you're going through stressful times. Mm -hmm. And they're practical too, because they're gonna keep you full. They're going to keep you full. They're going to keep your concentration up, your mental energy and stamina there, your mood level. Like these are the basic building blocks for good mental health. And if you have a high protein breakfast versus a high sugar breakfast, Mm -hmm. you're going to have nice level blood sugar. And that's really, really important for good cognitive function. So what does a high protein breakfast look like? That might be some boiled eggs, some nuts and seeds. Uh, It could be cottage cheese or Greek yogurt very and they can be simple and quick as well Mm -hmm. right very things that are easy to meal prep ahead of time I know you like those egg muffins I do I do I do I do and I add cottage cheese to mine which I found out from you is a great way to increase your protein and I guess to speak a little bit about when you miss that breakfast I feel it throughout my day. I'm not as energetic. I'm not as aware. I'm just a little bit tired. I'm definitely not as productive if I don't have that good breakfast or if I start my day off reverse of that with a breakfast that is high in sugar. And that kind of sets me up for a little bit of of a failure for that day. 
Right, yeah, and having that good breakfast and a planned lunch can keep you, you know, if we front load our nutrition in the early Mm -hmm. part of our day and our breakfast and our lunch and be very concentrated in what we put in there, that's what's going to set us up best for not having cravings in the nighttime, you know, being able to manage our portions at night, being able to get home from work and have the energy to cook a healthy supper. But when we're running on empty all day, it's really difficult to do the things that we need to do practically speaking but also nutritionally speaking in one meal you can't get it done in one meal especially if you're undergoing a stressful time exactly yeah one of the things I guess that just uh, popped in my mind was uh, was water and hydration so how important is hydration and what types of I guess liquids fluids should we be consuming during the workday that is a super question and actually I would say it's one of the most important Mm -hmm. factors in feeling well and feeling energetic. Dehydration actually increases our body's levels of cortisol. Cortisol is our main stress hormone. So when we're in a dehydrated state, it affects our brain function, our concentration, mood, but it also actually physically increases the cortisol level in our body. So drink water throughout the day. Mm-hmm. Um, it's better not to guzzle it with your meal time because that can kind of suppress your digestion and you don't right. want to do that either. Plus you want that fluid throughout the day. It's what, you know, right. the water is what transports nutrients around uh-huh. our body. It's what yeah. ke- helps them pass in and out of our cells. It keeps us healthy and feeling well. So while coffee can perk you up, it's dehydrating in the long run mm-hmm. and it actually can have nervous system effects which can increase feelings of stress uh, and it can impact your sleep as well and all of those things together can be a little bit of a perfect storm when it comes to stress and the thing is because we're during stressful times we're so low energy the habit the nutritional habit tends to be to reach for that coffee so Firstly, reaching for water as a go-to. You can put a little lemon or a bit of cranberry juice or something like that in it. Or if you want, you know, a little bedazzle, you can have sparkling water Uh as a little Mm -hmm. pick-me-up. But really, water is best. Just plain water is best. It's what your body needs. Um, But also, you can incorporate some herbal teas, right? Like green tea has Mm -hmm. properties that are relaxing and mentally stimulating, Mm -hmm. and it has much less caffeine than coffee. So that can be more supportive. Or even chamomile tea can be, it's good for your gut health, but also it can be calming and soothing. So there's lots of herbal teas. What I like to do is I'll mix equal parts sparkling water and kombucha. Nice. I really, really like that. Yeah. And add a little bit of lemon or and a little bit of lime to it. Who's That's listening? a wonderful one. That's very supportive of your gut health as well. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So we talked about breakfast and what should be included in breakfast. So for anybody who doesn't have their kitchen accessible during lunch, what would a, um, a to-go lunch look like for them to give them the nutrients that they need there's a lot of things you can do for lunch for sure lunch is a good time to get some veggies in Mm -hmm. Um, and you know you first of all you can utilize leftovers last night's supper Uh Um, you can make it a little fresh by adding some salad or some veggie sticks to it you want to get your protein in again 
So protein, healthy fat, and fiber. Those are the three things that you want to incorporate into every meal, but especially into your lunch, because that's going to get you through the afternoon to avoid the 3 p.m. slump. Um, And it's a good idea to not include a lot of refined carbohydrates Mm -hmm. in your lunch, right? And that's where we tend to see sandwiches Mm -hmm. uh, and The refined carbohydrates are going to be what drives our blood sugar up. And it's exactly what you talked about, the the rise in that Mm -hmm. energy and then the slump that Mm -hmm. follows. And that's where your 3 p.m., oh my goodness, I need a granola bar comes from, right? So trying to avoid as much as possible the refined carbohydrates in your lunch and stick to your protein and veggies. That's an excellent strategy. We're all living with the rise in food and the cost of groceries. What are some tips, I guess, that you can give us to still include healthy, nutritious food into our diet, but keeping our costs down at the same time? Yeah, that's a real challenge for all of us, Mm -hmm. isn't it? Uh, The grocery bills are going up. The cost of takeout and restaurant food is also going up. Uh, It's not just healthy food that's that's going up. All food costs are rising. So finding a way to eat healthier on a budget is really, really important, and it can be challenging for people. Reducing wastage is an important part of that. So using your leftovers is a nice functional strategy. You can reinvent them a little bit, too. Absolutely. Um, Shopping just for a couple of days at a time can yeah. be helpful because that helps to reduce food wastage. And you know, sticking to your classic root vegetables that come in season yeah. can be w- much more cost effective, right? So your carrots for carrot sticks. Some of the shortcuts that we take can be costly. For example, mm-hmm. if you buy a pre-cut veggie tray at yes. the grocery store, that can seem very expensive. Absolutely. Right? However, if it's yep. $14.99, you know, so is a burger at a and W. So it's kind of like a little bit of a trade-off, but you can buy those vegetables yourself and then cut them up, and that saves you money. Absolutely. Uh, so it's it's all about a balance, Deanne. But yeah. coming back to where you know the the core of our conversation around stress, I'd encourage people to look at their nutrition as an investment. Absolutely. So if there's any time to find a little extra money in the budget for healthy food, it's during your most stressful times or when you're not feeling well because sickness is also very expensive, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. And that's where even from an employer perspective, we see those costs Uh for employers. So it's a real issue, grocery, food security, and eating healthy on a budget. But there are some tricks. Uh, So sticking to your seasonal vegetables, Mm -hmm. using canned foods like beans and chickpeas, they can be quite an inexpensive protein. Absolutely. Eggs are a very high quality but inexpensive protein. So Amanda, I'd really like to talk more about the culture piece because ultimately it, it comes down to the organizational culture in helping workers move from where they are in their nutritional journey to uh, being in a better place. And I know that you've worked with organizations as well as individuals in the past. Can you just give me some examples of perhaps the types of cultures that don't foster the individual growth of the worker in moving from where they are? Well, I think it's it's just interesting, right? Because 
an employer never sets out to develop a culture of right. unhealthiness in uh -huh. the workplace, yeah. right, or unhealthy eating in the workplace. And I have these conversations with clients all the time because they spend so much of their day at yeah. work. Mm -hmm. So um, even when their intentions are good at home, they run into frustrations in the workplace because of the subcultures that exist, right? I'll give you one example. I had a client who on her intake form actually identified workplace culture as a barrier to her wellness. Wow. Yeah. Uh, it was just, you know, a situation where a constant supply of treats, uh -huh. you know, from a, from well-intended co-workers, exactly. right? But she was really struggling with the cravings and the ups and downs and blood sugar, and it just, she couldn't break free from it. So it is a real issue for companies to address because often what they intend mm -hmm. isn't what's happening on the ground level. That's right. And it's hard to come in and mandate that there has to be yeah. healthy food. Like that's not going to work. But making the space for those education messages is important. It's really key that choice is offered, mm -hmm. right? Because it can be isolating for the people who want to eat well yeah. when the choice isn't there, yeah. you know? And I think employers can make it a part of wellness policy to reinforce those messages of choice mm -hmm. uh, and to ensure when they're providing the food that the choice is there because even those who eat healthy mm -hmm. they will still want a donut every now and then oh absolutely right? um, and it's never about removing the birthday cakes and the retirement party it's just about providing the choice to help employees make the choice that they need to make for them right. on that day yeah. right some days it'll be a cookie and some days it'll be a carrot exactly and that the culture is important because nobody wants to be the guy that brings mm -hmm. the carrot and dip yes. right like <laughs> <laughs> but normalizing having those healthy options yeah. employers can support that through policies and education and by putting a basket of fruit in the break exactly. room right yeah. occasionally for employers to keep their eye on what's happening that way and recognize the impact that nutrition has. I'll give you another example. A friend of mine had uh, just finished a project and it was one of these situations where there, there was a command center for the project and everybody was rallying in the command center. And one of the things that the team did to get through the extra hours, mm -hmm. early mornings, was bring in treats. You know, mm -hmm. the coffee runs, the Starbucks runs, yeah. the Halloween treats that made it in. And by the end of the day, my friend is really just feeling blah, blah mm -hmm. right? Whereas if it was healthier options in that setting, that would have actually helped people perform better under very intense stress. Exactly. Right? So though it's not a responsibility for the employer to control or, or mandate what the employee eats, they can educate and create a culture where, you know, healthy food is available, encouraged, and it's normalized yeah. versus an anomaly. Right? Absolutely. I visited a workplace a couple years ago that structured their, their workplace in a way that really encouraged employee wellness. And one of the things that they did was you open up the fridge and it's full of fruit. There's no vending machines. Everything that uh, an employee would want as healthy nutrition, uh, yogurt, a water cooler, different types of teas. I mean, they did have a coffee machine there, 
but just those foods I guess that we were talking about you know cheese and crackers and whatever was made available to the staff and they could go and eat that at any time during the day and one of the statements that the employer uh, made to me during the the visit that kind of sticks out in my mind is that since they have been providing this employee retention has improved and turnover has gone down employees are happier they're more productive they're more efficient obviously it's there's more going on in the wellness program but one of the big things that they did was replace the snacky treat kind of things with more healthy options and it certainly did benefit the employer and the employees um, at the same time yeah and you know it's it's interesting language and perhaps a little strong but you know it's the employer's job to recognize some psychological hazards Absolutely. in the workplace and yeah. i say it kind of tongue in cheek but when we think about it from a risk perspective that box of donuts uh-huh. for example it does present a psychological hazard uh-huh. because the blood sugar fluctuation right. that you, the employee is going to experience will probably lead to trouble concentrating, low energy, and maybe even mood disturbances, right? So, I mean, it is about the choice Mm -hmm. and offering um, gentle changes that make that choice available uh, and letting people decide for themselves what their body needs based on how it makes them feel, Yeah. right? And part of making organic change, whether it's an individual or an organization, is getting to feel and experience the success. Mm -hmm. When somebody has a healthy lunch that's low in carbohydrates or has carrots and dip at the the meeting, they're gonna feel different, right? And that's positive reinforcement Mm -hmm. and your own biofeedback that's guiding your change and that's such an important part of the process, right? And I guess another thing too that we all have to keep in mind is that, you know, change doesn't happen overnight you know changing our mindset and building good habits it takes commitment it takes dedication but you know you hang in there and you will see the benefits of incorporating that healthy nutrition into your life and that investment I guess into your not just your physical health but obviously your mental health too Are there any professionals out there that employers can call upon or individual workers can call upon to help get them started in incorporating healthy nutrition and wellness into their workplace and for the individual to improve upon their nutrition habits? Yes, absolutely. Like any company or individual thinking that, okay, this is something that we can enhance a focus on, I would really recommend getting some support. And there's Mm -hmm. companies out there that specialize in in workplace wellness. A nutrition professional in particular can help bring that customized support when we're talking about nutrition and making the connection between nutrition and mental health. Uh And I wanna reinforce that point because Mm -hmm. organizations today are doing a really, really good job and putting a lot of resources and time and planning into building mental health supports for their employees. But the perspective that I'd like to offer is that no matter how good the program is, 
if it's missing the nutrition piece, mm -hmm. it's incomplete. Absolutely. Because the two go so hand in hand. So getting some professional guidance on that by a nutritionist is supportive. And on the individual level, again, it comes back to, Deanne, most of us know what we need to do. I know. Right? It's making the habits. So yep. having that gentle accountability and support is very important for making change mm -hmm. in your life right making small steps that add up over time yeah because people when they tend to go it on their own they see all the changes that need to be made and even when big especially when big change is yeah. required then it's even more important yeah. to take the smallest step forward yeah. right yeah so I work with individuals in this way I also work with organizations mm -hmm. to develop custom programming for for you know their wellness programming so by all means like you check out my website yeah. www.conceptnutrition.ca uh -huh. uh, I've got some resources there some interesting articles and you can look at the companies yeah. that I've worked with uh, but there's others like me too so you know I encourage you to check out the resources that are available um, that can help you do this Absolutely. and support you whether you're an individual or a company and I'll finish off with is that a journey of a thousand miles begins with that one small step right Absolutely. it's just putting that foot forward and making that commitment and committing to to the change and to taking more steps as you move forward, right? right? Let your body be your guide. It's Absolutely. full of infinite wisdom. And I like to say to my clients, eat food that makes you feel good. Uh -huh. Pause 30 minutes later. Yeah. If you're feeling energetic and focused and balanced 30 minutes after you eat, that, then that's a good meal for you. If you're not, then maybe you can reconsider and exactly and just listen to your body listen to your body and look at things a little bit differently well thank you so much for joining me today this was such an important conversation to have for all employees all organizations so thank you so much for joining me here today thank you so much for having me Thank you for joining us today. Transcripts are available to use in your workplace to increase workers' knowledge in various occupational health and safety topics. Visit WorkplaceNL.ca for more information on the services we provide to workplaces. Feel free to share the signal on social media to improve workplace health and safety everywhere. Thank you, and have a safe and healthy day.